Welcome to Game On, the podcast dedicated to empowering you to take charge of your mental wellness and cultivate a positive mindset. Join us as we explore practical strategies and insights to help you win the day and live your best life, one day at a time. Let's get our game on. Hello, my name is Peter Shupp and I am co-founder of Game On and thank you again for joining us. Today we have a journaling lover and leader, Amanda Stern, to hear what her journaling system looks like and feels like, what benefits she believes coming from her journaling experience and above all, what that passion sounds like. I love the passion for journaling of all kinds and it all started with a pen and paper for me. So let's dive in and see where this conversation takes off. So welcome to the Game On podcast. I have a super special guest with us today because I was on LinkedIn the other day and up popped a LinkedIn live. And it was of my favorite topic, and that was journaling. And I jumped on the live, and I saw Amanda Stern in action. And it was, as you can imagine, something that I was just enthralled in and just so excited. And I messaged Amanda after the event and wanted to have a chat with her. And after chatting with her just once, I did say we could be recording this. This is definitely podcast-worthy conversation, but we have met for the second time to be able to figure out how journaling has come into Amanda's life and what journaling means to her and what work she's doing with her clients. So I am super excited to welcome you, Amanda Stern. Thanks for coming along. Yeah, thanks, Peter, for having me. I really appreciate that. You know, I'm happy to talk journaling anytime, anywhere. So I'm thrilled to to be here and share with your audience. How did journaling come into your life? Was it something that you did when you were younger? Is it something you picked up later? What's your story of journaling in your life? Was there a pivoting moment? Yes, um, I will say yes to all of that. So I always love to share that I found journaling when I was an angsty teenager. I remember just having this really hard day. None of my friends could come to the phone. So I picked up a notebook and a mechanical pencil and I just started to write. And I don't remember what I wrote, but I remember that I wrote for a really long time. And when I was done writing, I felt better. I felt lighter, like everything was so much more manageable. And I thought, this is something worth doing. So I picked up my pen the next night and again the next and again the next. And before I knew it, I had this really robust journaling practice that took me through high school and college. It was really a, I will say like a historical based kind of journaling where every night before I went to bed, I would recap um, everything I could think of I did that day. I was up at six o'clock. I had Fruit Loops for breakfast. I, you know, went to school. Here's what I wore. Here's who I talked to. Here's uh, who looked at me in the hallway. Here's the boy I wish looked at me when I was in the hallway, right? Like the whole nine yards. So some 
keeping a, well, mostly keeping a record of what life was like, but also like dealing with feelings. Like I'm feeling this way because, and it was a really good way for me to unload all of that teenage angst that I was carrying around. Um, and it served me really well for a whole lot of years. And then I got married and then I had some kids and all of a sudden I didn't have this capacity, this time to be able to journal like that. And I found myself um, feeling like I don't have time to write about today, so I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow would come and I would think, oh, well, before I can write about today, I have to write about yesterday. And I don't have time to write about two days. And then another day would go by and I think, oh, now I have to write about three days. And you can imagine what happened to my practice, right? I just kind of let it go. And I'd come back to it sporadically when something major happened, when I had lots of angst I had to get out, or when one of my kids did something like amazing that I wanted to celebrate. But other than that, I was not journaling a whole lot. And I will tell you, Peter, it is my one regret in life because not only did I miss out on capturing all of the moments that happened, I missed out on a whole lot of years of getting to know myself and who I was, what I wanted, what was important to me, how I was going to get there. And it all really came to a head about nine years ago for me when my husband came home, my then husband, and dropped the bomb that he had decided he'd be happier not being married to me. I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming. But all of a sudden, I was like thrust into this new world, and I knew I had a choice to make. I could either allow myself to spiral into negativity, or I could reach out and grab hold of every good thing that came my way. And that is what I chose. And I started with my journal. And I used my journal um, to write what I was grateful for. And I will tell you, it was really hard because I did not feel grateful for much. But I came up with eight things. And I thought, if I could be grateful for eight things on this hardest day of my life, I'm going to be okay. And I used my journal to rediscover who I was, to figure out my story, how I had gotten so lost, how I had gotten so disconnected from myself and the life that I had intended to lead and how I was going to get there. So I always say that I use my journal not just to survive this divorce, but to thrive through it and really shine and become the person I've always wanted to be. And since then, I've kept discovering new ways to journal and new ways that it can help, using it to set goals and move my life forward, using it to hold myself accountable for the things that I say I'm going to do, using my journaling to celebrate the great things I've accomplished and really the wonder that is me and the person I'm becoming, and to really use it as a tool for mindfulness and intentionality and living the life I want to lead. What in journaling made you have that light bulb moment that you wanted to share journaling? I will tell you, it came by accidentally on purpose. Um, so for years and years, I had had this journaling practice. Even when I was a sporadic journaler, it was always there in the back of my mind, the back of my life. But I never talked about it with other people because I was never really sure how to bring it up. Like, was I going to say, hey, Peter, guess what? I journaled today. And you'd be like, um, great, congratulations, right? I didn't know how to turn it into something. I would say a lot more than that. Yeah. And I also <laughs> really thought that journaling was something that came intuitively to everybody. 
because it came so intuitively to me. So I just assumed if I can do it, and if I can do it as an angsty teenager, then surely all of these smart, smart people in the world that I associate with, surely they have got it figured out and probably better than me. And it's it's funny because uh, I have learned it's not intuitive to everybody. And I started showing up on LinkedIn in 2021 really because I had heard it was a place of opportunity. And I had thought, okay, it's probably a job-related opportunity that I'll show up on LinkedIn and I will end up working somewhere else. What I did not expect was that LinkedIn is the most perfect playground for learning and growth. And I just found and built the most amazing community and I was learning so much all across the board of topics. And I was looking initially for something I could give back because I was learning and getting so much from everyone else. And about that time, I did a 30-day brand building content creation program. And the first thing the man leading the program said was, you have to pick something to write about. Could be two, no more than three, but you have to come up with a topic that really people can associate with you. And I thought, well, I don't know what I could write about, but I could probably write about journaling for three or four days, maybe stretch it to a week, and that'll buy me some time to figure out what I really want to talk about. That's what this was supposed to be. This wasn't supposed to take over my life in beautiful, wonderful ways. It was supposed to be a placeholder, a filler, and it quickly became something else entirely. It did not take long for me to realize how deeply the messages I was sharing about journaling really resonated with people. And I realized it about two weeks in when I had my first networking phone call with someone from LinkedIn. And I almost didn't take the call because I was pretty sure he was going to try to sell me something. But we hopped on the call and the first thing he said was, can you tell me everything about how you journal? Because I've never heard anyone talk about journaling the way you talk about journaling. And at first I was like, yeah, sure, man. Like, it's just journaling. Like, anybody can journal. And he's like, no, no, it's not intuitive to everybody. And a couple days later, I was talking to a digital marketer in Canada. And he was like, yeah, can you tell me everything about how you journal? Because I've never heard anyone talk about journaling the way you talk about journaling. And I was like, so weird. That's what this guy said. But really, it's just journaling. Everybody can do it. A couple days later, The same week, really, I was talking to a guy in Amsterdam and he was like, yeah, can you tell me everything about how you journal? Because I've never heard anyone talk about journaling the way you talk about journaling. And then I was like, okay, universe, hit me over the head a little harder, right? Um, Clearly, I am onto something. And I really found this very clear lane of opportunity to be able to share with other people because journaling is such an important tool in my life for self-discovery, for growth, for intentionality, for everything, that I want everyone else to have access to this tool too. But I've learned that there's no one size all when it fits, when it comes to journaling, that what works for you might not work for me. And what works for me might not work for you. And even what works for me today might not look like how I journaled last year or last month or last week or even yesterday. That there is so much opportunity in the world of journaling for each of us to find what feels good, to find what feels supportive, 
that we can use this tool in whatever way we choose to move forward. And the more I dive in and the more I work with other people, the more I realize how deep this need is. And I've been surprised, Peter, to see the deep levels of perfectionism that so many people expect of their journaling. And it's funny to me because I tend to be a perfectionist, but my journal is the one place where that does not come into play for me. So that's why it's, it's kind of funny that I see it for so many people. But it sounds like, um, it sounds like well, I'm not sure I'm journaling the right way. Every time I do a journaling workshop, somebody says, I'm here to learn how to journal the right way. Well, what does the right way mean, right? Um, it's people telling me, well, I've tried journaling and it doesn't work for me. And when I dig a little bit, it's usually they feel like they should journal because they say it's important and they're not sure how to go about it. Or maybe they work with a coach and the coach uh, suggests or requests or requires them to journal but doesn't tell them how. So they they Google it and they see, oh, well, this famous person journals this way. So that must be the right way to do it. And they try it and they don't, they don't get it. It doesn't do anything for them. It doesn't resonate. So they think, oh, well, this doesn't work. Or worse, it doesn't work because there's something wrong with me. And that has been really the biggest gift I feel like I can give people is showing them, no, journaling doesn't have to look like this small defined thing. That journaling is so big and it's so broad and you absolutely can do it and you can do it in a way that feels authentic and true to you to get the results that you need. And so that really was the start of all of this for me. The journaling workshops that I do came about accidentally on purpose when a connection of mine told me that she felt like she should journal, that she knew she could get a lot out of journaling, but she just couldn't make herself spend the time on her. But she would do it if she was accountable to someone else. So I thought, well, let's give it a go. And I set up a Zoom and I invited some people to come in and join me. And for five days in a row, we journaled. And my aim was to show them a different way to journal every day and then show them how they could put the pieces together to create a flexible and robust journaling practice that felt really good to them. And also to see if she would show up. And not only did she show up every day for herself, not for me, but for herself, at the end she said, oh, I can do this. I thought that journaling like this needed to take a huge chunk of time, maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe even two hours. She's like, but I see how much I wrote in just five minutes. I have five minutes. I can do this. And do this she has. She has gone on to do amazing things to really take ownership of her self-care, to take better care of herself and put herself forward. She's thriving in her business. She just put out a book. I can't wait to get my hands on it. It comes out in a couple of weeks. And I'm not saying she was able to do all of that just because she came and journaled with me. But I know that journaling is a way she shows up for herself and it's powerful. And I see it with every group that I run. I see it with everyone I talk to about journaling, the flash of understanding they get when they really embrace that they can do it their way and do it in a way that feels authentic and real to them. Beautiful. Ah, oh, that's the energy you get from your groups is just dynamite isn't it and 
I used to have a hour long positive journaling session before I facilitated my laughter yoga sessions when I found the power of the word in, in journaling and wanted to share that myself. And it is just such a beautiful thing to have people come together and then be able to, you know, open up in their words. And then if they like to share, if they like to, you know, talk to the group um, about what they wrote and just the feelings and the, you know, the realizations and the, you know, just the difference you see your your life when it's in words is just such a beautiful connection for the brain to find out about you and how to, you know, right the ship and how to fix like the path to, to be something that's, you know, something that you choose. Um, that's beautiful. Like, do you have any um, like really fantastic stories of people that have come to your session and then, you know, had, had like a, a big, epiphany or something that they've like shifted in their life. Yeah. And I first want to address Peter, this, uh, this idea of group journaling, because I'm sure there are some people listening who are thinking journaling is something you should do by yourself. Why would you journal with other people? And I will tell you, I was of that mind myself a long time ago. And it seemed really weird because I wouldn't invite you over. Um, oh, I wouldn't say, hey, Peter, why don't you bring over your deck of cards and you sit at my table with me and play solitaire together? Because that would be weird, right? And it felt like journaling was in that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the it, version of playing on your phone back in the day. <laughs> that's, yeah, exactly it, right? Like, why don't we come and sit in the same space and do the same thing separately together, like parallel play? Seems really weird. But there is magic that happens when we journal together. And I, I know that you've seen it in your groups. I see it every day in every group that I run. And it is this magical energy that happens when we all come together with a shared purpose and we start in the same place. I bring a journal prompt. I bring my timer and we all start in the same place. And while the timer's running, we get to explore our own worlds and explore ourselves and what is coming up for us as we work through that prompt. And then afterwards, we have a chance to share and no one is ever expected uh, to, to share. No one is ever required to share. No one is ever expected to read what they wrote. But the, the magic that unfolds, and I keep using the word magic because it is the only word I have to describe it. And if you felt it, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where I'm learning from myself as I journal. And then as I share with you, I'm deepening my understanding and I'm reinforcing it. And maybe I'm learning some new things. And then as I listen to other people share, I'm understanding bits of nuggets and sometimes finding that missing piece. Like I might've gotten myself 75% to where I needed to be on my own, but then somebody says a word or a phrase even that just makes it all click and the puzzle pieces come together. And all of a sudden I have this more full understanding of where I was going than I ever would have had on myself or by myself. And to see the connection that forms between participants and groups, whether we're together for a long time or just an hour, the magic shows up when we all come with that spirit. And when you ask epiphanies that come, I see them every time. 
every time. And sometimes they're little and sometimes they're big. And this just this morning, right before we, we hopped on this call, I had a session that really honestly brought me to tears because people were sharing um, the deep insights they had had. And one person said, I didn't realize that how I am in this area is how I am in all the other areas of my life. How, how I show up here is just like how I show up in my relationships and in my business and in all of these other areas that she saw how it was all connected. And then she said, I, and I didn't realize exactly where I was trying to go to until I heard someone else say this phrase. And she quoted the phrase because she took the time to jot it down. And she's like, that's where I was trying to go. So unknowingly, one person's share helped somebody else make this grand discovery. And the synergy and connection is so beautiful that really magic is the only way I have to describe it. And again, it doesn't matter which group I'm in, the magic always shows up when we come with this spirit of community, the spirit of being open, being brave, and being kind. It just always shows up. It does. And that is what makes sharing this powerful practice of prose such a beautiful thing to, to facilitate, right? I'm, um, I'm with you there. So your journaling group is called Good Things Come to Those That Journal. And um, you're, well, you meet on Zoom call, like, do you connect with you and you just get the Zoom link and you join for what is it, an hour, is it? Yeah. So all together, kind of the umbrella um, that I call all of this is good things come to those who journal. Um, it's what I've called my newsletter. That's what I call all the big pieces overall. That's how you can find me online is good things come to those who journal.com. Um, the program I'm running now, I actually call um, Better Me, short for Better Me in 2023. It is a program really geared for ambitious achievers who are always on the quest for better. Those folks who think, oh, I could do better. I could do, I could do more. I can have, I can have it all, right? And just really this theme of better. What does better look like? Better again, usually means to us more, more responsibility, more things, more doing, more money, more, more, more. And in our groups, we look at a different theme every month and work on our way towards better. So already this year, we've, we've looked at better body, how to take better care of these beautiful bodies that we're in, better relationships, how we can take better care of a relationship with those that we care most about, including ourselves. We've talked about um, mindset. We've talked about balance. We've talked about money. This, this month has been uh, better money and all about having a better relationship with money. And logistically, it's 30 minutes a day on Zoom, Monday through Thursday uh, for three weeks of the month. Um, so it's three weeks on, usually one week off, and then we come back with a new topic. Folks can jump in for a short journey. They can jump in for all of it. Um, and it is wild to see how the composition of the group is different every month. But again, that spirit of sharing, that spirit of community, that spirit of growth and magic always, 
always shows up and I love it and I think it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, that group runs in the mornings and I am just, I have just announced that I'm launching a, um, I'm calling it a journal along accountability membership for those people who just need a little accountability showing up for themselves. They might not need instruction or help. They just need the time and space. So I've just announced 7.30 to 8 o'clock a.m. Um, Eastern time. It's the time that I operate in. Um, I'm going to be there on Zoom doing my own journaling. So for folks who want to join me, they can just hop on the call. No camera is required. Um, no <laughs> no uh, degree of ready for the day is required. Just showing up for yourself. I'll share a um, a journal prompt on the screen for those people who are looking for a starting place. But other than that, I'm going to leave you alone. You don't have to share. You don't have to stay the full 30 minutes. You can pop in, journal for five, um, and then go, right? But I will be there just for those folks who really need a little bit of, of oomph and accountability with their journaling. Um, so I do that. I also help so folks- available to just- talk like if someone wants to ask a question just yeah. to verify something you can just yeah in and yeah i'm happy to answer it. questions but but yeah, mostly i'm here to hold space yeah okay yeah sure i love that i'm uh, all about that flexibility and and your theory of being able to bring in people's uh, support net mechanism by just simplifying and, yeah. and helping people get to where they want to be and and figure out their journey in their own time and, and space yeah and three weeks on one week off does sound also nice and gentle yeah while getting while getting something done well i used Excellent. to peter i used to run them back to back and then got some feedback from some participants who said oh it's really great that i have learned to journal here in this space with you and I want to make sure I can do it on my own. So that's why we do this three weeks on and then the rest of the month off where I provide journal prompts that they can use to keep uh, continuing their discovery on their own, but be able to really develop that individual solo journaling component as well, because that is a skill we all should have. I love that. And I would like to think that maybe with people's journaling not that I'm trying to tell people how to journal or how to be but I'd be interested to know if with the process have you noticed a anything consistent in people's realizations for the different themes that you're running um, do they does the process kind of get them to a place of I am enough and I don't need more and and minimalizing their their life and, and lowering their expectations or, or needs or goals. Yeah, let me tell you what I've seen from one participant who journaled with me for three months straight. So she came really from a place of anxiety. She was like, I, I really feel on edge all the time. I know journaling can help. I want to give it a go. So she came to me when we were doing gratitude journaling, a program I call Better Launch, which is a year-end reflection and goal-setting program, and then Better Body. And I noticed from the beginning, the way she talked to herself was highly critical. It was always uh, very 
self-effacing, is that the word? Just um, self-deprecating, that's the word. You know, just really quick to poke fun at herself or to give excuses why she wasn't enough or wasn't uh, accomplishing enough or wasn't anything enough. And near the end of our three months together, I noticed the way she spoke about herself changed. Things from, oh, I feel sorry for my body, for the way I've treated it, because I've just expected it to show up for me, that I've beat it up and dragged it around. And I still expect that it's going to uh, show up for me in these beautiful ways, even though I haven't taken good care of it. And to see the compassion that she developed for herself and the way she spoke about herself at that point versus where she was three months before was so beautiful. And as I continue to check in with her, I see that has only grown. And I see that her love for herself has grown, that her feeling of enoughness inside has grown. And that was just the three months of working together. And it's powerful. It is so powerful. That is so powerful. I love that that you can get that journey of a person just through writing their thoughts down in their journal. Like it is, um, is it much cheaper than therapy? You know what? (laughs) I will say um, that journaling is not a replacement for therapy when therapy is needed. But it's a great companion to therapy. It is uh, great. I found it was really helpful to extend times between sessions. I find that in my journal, I'm able to really channel my therapist's voice and hear her say, Mm. (laughs) hear her say the things I know she would say if I was sitting in her office, right? So to save myself a visit, to save her a little room on her her schedule for somebody else who really needs it, right? So to Mm. provide support for myself because who knows us better than we know ourselves ourselves when we're journaling that's that's the answer right and so really being able to use it in a way that helps us to be more present more intentional more in the driver's seat in our lives to to realize the stories that we told ourselves, to get rid of those old stories that aren't serving us and replacing us with new stories. They're all things we can do with our journaling. And it's amazing. I'm definitely one to uh, turn up to my um, therapist and have everything figured out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I figured it all out now. Yeah. It, it takes a long time to get to you. Um, no, it's always uh, good to have a person to bounce off your ideas and and make sure that you're on track. Now, are you up for a speed round? Yes. Are you, are you looking forward to this? This is, you do not have to be in too much of a rush with your answers, but uh, maybe I'll just say the questions fast. That will be the speed. <laughs> um, but the answers are yours. Here we go. Um, what do you want more of in the world? Ooh. I want more holding space for each other. I want us to be able to show up in the world as our best true selves and know that we are accepted in all the spaces where we show up. I want that for myself and I want that for everybody else. That sounds beautiful. If you could write a billboard, what would it say? Ooh, um, there's nothing wrong with you. There, I feel like that is a yeah. message we all need to yeah. hear 
over and over and over. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with you. If you were the best in the world at something, what would that be? And superpowers are acceptable. Ooh, I want to be the best at loving, which feels very counter, counterintuitive because loving by nature shouldn't be a game. But yeah, I want to be the best at loving other people and myself. Um, what is your favorite book? Ooh. Maybe something you've shared or so have you, have, is there your favorite book and a book that maybe you've given out more than others or? I love so many books, um, but I will share my favorite novel is called Alice Bliss. It's by Laura Harrington. It is one of the few books as an adult I've read more than once. It um, moved me to tears both times I read it, and it held up when I read it 10 years later. It's the story of a teenage girl named Alice who's very, very close to her dad. And her dad is in the National Guard. His unit is called up and gone overseas. And it's the story is about how life can go on with the person you love the most is not there. And it has layers of grief, it has layers of self-discovery, it has a beautiful, heart-wrenching love story in it. It's the kind of book I, from the start, couldn't put down. I found myself reading through the night in tears, sobbing at 3.30 in the morning, which to me is the hallmark of a very, very good book. Um, but a book that I've given more than anything else, I will say is a baby shower gift. There is a, a set of books called Baby Lit. It's people have um, taken and rewritten all the classics for babies. So the one I always give is Pride and Prejudice for Babies, which is a count, I believe it's a counting book um, where they take the, the characters and the scenes and the elements of Pride and Prejudice and put them together. So that was always my go-to baby shower gift. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, have you a favorite podcast or a podcast share? You know, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts these days only because I don't have very much time by myself in the car. I have two teenagers at home who are learning to drive. So if I am solo in the car, it is a very rare moment. Um, but I will say that my friends Lauren Lefkowitz and John Spears have this beautiful podcast. Oh, the name's going to escape me. No. It's called I Could Talk to You All Day, and it is a leadership podcast, but they really have themes of um, self-discovery and um, worthiness and enoughness. It's beautiful. They're just are such a great team. It's a great, great podcast. I Could Talk to You All Day. That's a beautiful title. Yeah. You know when you get that feeling when you can just talk to someone all day? Yeah. Love that. Um, what is making you laugh? What is funny in your world? Mm, my husband is funny. That is why I married him. He makes me laugh like nobody else. And it is the coolest, best thing um, to just get to laugh. And nothing is even necessarily funny, but he just brings out this level of humor and joy that I've never had in my life before. High five to that. All right. Do you have a quote of the day or something that you, like a mantra that you live by? Yeah. Um, so I remind myself often to only concern myself with the opinions of those whose opinions actually matter. I spent a whole lot of my life just worried about what they would think, what other people would think. And I came to the realization years ago, oh, most of their opinions aren't 
they don't matter. They don't carry any weight. I don't really care what they think, which is so freeing. So yeah, to only worry about the opinions of those whose opinions actually matter and to be very clear on whose opinions those are. They are very few and far between. They are some beautiful answers and fantastic um, share and people will really want to be taking notes here. We will add them in the show notes to save people having to listen to this a couple of times as much as it will go great for my um, um, episode analytics. But is there something that uh, we haven't touched on that you'd like to share? Is there anything that, um, yeah, you wanted to say or you want to ask me or anything? Yeah, I want to leave some words of uh, encouragement for anyone listening who feels like you want to have a journaling practice. And I will tell you, you can have one. You can have one and you deserve to have one. You deserve to have all the good things that come to those who journal. And it may take some time to figure out the best way, but you can do it. Um, to really be clear on what you want journaling to do for you and then to try different things. See what feels good, play around, make journaling fun. Journaling should never be something you do just to check the box. If it does, if that's all journaling is, spend your time doing something else, right? But taking the time to create a practice that helps you move your life forward, that really serves as a touchstone for you so you can remember who you are and how you want to show up in the world and how you can really have the impact you desire to have, it's possible. And I want that for you if you want that for yourself. That is fantastic, Amanda. And I'm, I'm so, you can all tell why I invited Amanda to a recorded conversation because I could talk to Amanda all day long. It has been so nice having you here, Amanda. And thank you for sharing your journaling journey. And we will add your um, links to your journaling groups in the show notes. And if anyone would like to join there, um, yeah, it just sounds like just such a beautiful experience to be, you know, meeting with your people and going through your um, journaling themes and experiences. So that is super exciting that that's out there in the world and it's available to everybody wherever you may be and super grateful for you to come along Amanda thank you I hope you have the most amazing day uh, it is time to get your day on your 8.30am ish um, now <laughs> it is time to get your game on thank you Amanda thanks Peter Love Thank you for listening to the Game On podcast and I hope you found a morsel of information and the passion for journaling that can help you on your way. If you can think of anyone that would benefit from this podcast to share it with them or just give us a review on the platform you are listening to and that would also be amazing. We're still working on raising the average after mum gave me four stars with her honest review unaware of the five stars or bust lifestyle we live these days. Plus, I'd love you to download the Game On app and share that with your friends, family or work colleagues or high-performing teams so that you can do this super powerful journaling practice together. If you're a person of influence in the circles you keep, 
then maybe you can start a team, or better yet, get your work to implement the system of wellness that is taking the world by storm, and you can see the ripple effect that you started. And I'm sure you'll never look back. It's all ups and maybe some downs, but we're gonna get back up, because that's the power of journaling. Check out our new live podcast series, Go Team Life, the community gathering where we delve into the important questions together and connect the dots of the quality of our life is equal to the questions that we ask ourselves. It's time to get your game on. It's time to get your day on. Love your work. Go team.